episode is about Dimer Company's Pro Day event and the interviews we have. Men, like, how did you mentally prepare for today? So just keeping it consistent, honestly, with anything you do, especially events like this where it's going to be high energy, a lot of people, a lot of people watching you as well, staying, doing the same things over and over again, getting into the gym every other day or at least every day at least, yeah. um, getting up shots, running, just preparing yourself a lot before you actually go to this event and participate in something like this. Are there like specific mental things that you do? Because, you know, we talk about you know like singer affirmations or like your mental checklist like not overthinking things and things like that are there specific like mental things that you do not just like physical game type things yeah so definitely um like you said affirmations just sitting down telling myself like all right getting mentally prepared affirming myself that i can do this i'm going to do this and the outcome will be positive if i just stick to it taking breaks a lot um honestly because I feel sometimes if you overwork yourself, you get a lot of a lot of times you get stressed out. Yeah. So just sitting back, letting it come to, letting it like everything come to me essentially. So. That's awesome. Do you do you ever get like you're out there and you don't talk or you don't um, perform well? Do you how do you get yourself out of that? So at the end of the day, I look at it as it's it's just a game, but it's a game that I really want to do well in. I take pride in. I love. But if the outcome isn't what I want it to be, I just look back and say, how can I do better? How can I improve upon what I did previously? Because honestly, every day is a blessing and just getting up and yeah. being able to come to stuff like this is something yeah. I enjoy and it's something I, I love. Think that's, I think that's exactly where we're at because we always say, you know, mistakes are just learning exactly. lessons, right? Exactly. So to go out there and just, like you said, be a blessing that you're here and you're doing this for your boys and everything's going. So I think that's awesome. Is there any advice that you would give to like younger kids? I know like you coach everybody, so any like advice that you have for any kind of viewers, coaches, athletes, parents, anything like that? For sure. So for like kids especially, um, if this is something that you want to, if you have a dream you really want to chase or you have a goal you really want to reach, just about staying consistent. Don't be afraid to take that step or jump into it because a lot of the times, um, the hardest step is really the first one, just going out and actually doing it. But once you actually go out and do it, just keeping it consistent, keeping it positive, and just having a good outlook on it, especially. And then to like parents and everybody else, just support, honestly. Like you guys are doing now, it's, I mean, honestly, that's one of the best things you can have. Like my father supported me, my mother supported me and everything I did, and that's just, it's good to have a good backbone and a good crutch, especially when you're trying to achieve your goals or aspirations. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sitting with us and giving us your piece. We appreciate it, and good luck today. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Today, we just kind of want to know, how did you, like, mentally prepare for today? It's, you know, it's a tryout, it's kind of a social media hour to kind of get you out there. How did you mentally prepare for today? Oh, uh, well, for me, it's just all about just having fun, not thinking of it, like, too much like this. Uh, scouts here or anything, yeah. just about having fun, going up and down, and then just playing with other good people so I can get better as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Is there anything, like, specifically mentally that you do besides, you know, like, we work out, we stretch, we do all that, but what mentally do you do? Affirmations, um, anything else like that do you do? Uh, not necessarily affirmations, but I just try to keep a level head. I try to keep my teammates up. It's not about my performance, it's about the overall team win. Yeah. So if I can get everybody else up there to help my morale as well. Yeah, for sure. Do you have goals for today that you've been working on? No goals for today, just pretty much just having fun. Uh, like I said before, uh, playing with good people and just overall just having a good Sunday. Yeah. 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 I mean, you play basketball on a Sunday, can't get better than that, you right? You really can't. <laughs> so for others, like for kids and you know, younger 
I tell them that they have to work at their craft every single day, that uh, you just can't take, not necessarily a day off, but you can't really zone out and be like, all right, I'm gonna take this day off and then I'm gonna have go tomorrow and then I'm gonna really go the next day. You kind of have to implement something within your game that you're not good at every single day so you can stay sharp, right? Because if you stay ready, you don't have to, never have to get ready. Oh, thank you. Super short. Uh, we appreciate you yeah. coming and interviewing with us. No problem. Um, and thank good luck today. Me. Thank you. You were saying that you yeah, I mean, I think just being that I coach from seventh grade is about the lowest team that I have up until my varsity assistant at uh, Pinnacle High School. So I deal with kids that are still crying during games and then, you know, high school varsity players that are dealing with the challenges of preparing for playoffs, um, preparing for playing against some of the top teams in the state. And, you know, I, you know, every kid is different. So I, I try to adjust how I'm coaching each kid based on, you know, their strengths and weaknesses between the years. Absolutely. So how, how do you see, like, the pluses and minuses of having to be so versatile? Well, I, I think it, it's a must because some kids are going to respond to me cursing them out. Sorry, Mom. And uh, <laughs> some kids are going to need me to take a softer approach, um, more explain yeah. to them so they can digest it. Because, I mean, me personally, I have ADHD, right? Um, sometimes I need to see things visually, right? I can't just go off auditory, or right? We're different, yeah, yeah, so different types that. of learners, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, so there's kids like that. There's kids that, you know, really respond to being, you know, coach tough. And I can press a little bit harder on those kids. But I, did that answer your question? I know it was a little bit long-winded. <laughs> no, 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 that's awesome. Because honestly, you know, you think about that. And so when you're having to deal with that, so, yeah. How do you uh, how do you see the difference in their game and how they're playing because you're able to see all those differences? Um, I, I think when I'm coaching to my potential and I'm identifying which kids I need to coach hard, which kids I need to um, coach a little bit softer, be a little bit more graceful with, um, I think I see them reach peak performance, you know. Um, I think I get them to focus on the present moment and stay mentally engaged so that they can perform to the potential that's already within them. That's really all I'm trying to do as a coach is remove the blockages, remove the noise, so that that potential can come out of them. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's amazing. I would love, I love all coaches to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, no, you're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> no, I, I'm a basketball coach too, so oh, I coach any who uh, coach, oh, cool. and then awesome, I also awesome. just uh, started at Boulder Creek. Coach, I coach the JV. Yeah, I know. Rivals, rivals here now. We got the rivals going. Wow, I did not know I was sitting this close to a Boulder cookie, and I apologize. No, I just started with them, and so and then I'm starting with their Evo as well. So anywhere from third grade through varsity and everything like that. So you see it everywhere. And so my question for you is, how do you get kids out of that like mindset? You know, because when you know you make a mistake and the kids are like just a negative down. You know what I mean? Like they just drop. I call it mental quicksand. Okay. Um, I think uh, the most important thing is you have to get them present first because anytime, even if you're in a bad mood during the day, we're not in reality. We're in our yeah. fictitious reality that we've created with all our negative thoughts. Um, 
So I just got to get their attention first and get them back yeah. to the present moment. And then from there, utilize positive affirmations to get them back to the, who they knew Absolutely. they really know they are. Absolutely. You know, um, the kids that we train to be, the players we train to be. So I, I think that's really the biggest thing, get them present and then guide them with our words yeah. back to, and our energy back to the present moment. Yeah, yeah I mean, we have a saying, it's on our shirts, challenges are opportunities, not threats. Yes. So, so it's the same thing, you make that mistake, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Is, it, is that gonna stop you or are you gonna make it challenge you to keep getting better? Because it can take you out of the game like that. You know what I mean? And it's so easy and it's hard to get out of it. So, you know, like, take every single time, like, is that going to stop you? Is that, you know, you're going to let not meeting the time stop you? Then go do it next time. Keep working. Do the extra work to get there. Absolutely. So it's tough, but, you know. I really love that the challenges are opportunities. So I think, you know. That's a, I think that's the biggest issue in society is that we run from adversity. You know, something's wrong. Okay, I'm gonna change change teams. Um, I don't I don't like my coach. He yells at me. All right, whatever. I yeah. quit. You know, so I, I that that hits really home to me. I uh, I have the same bone disease that Bo Jackson had in his in his hip and my okay. ankle. So my junior year in college was playing at Roosevelt University and. Um, found out I had this bone disease and I didn't walk for two years. I gained a ton of weight, um, went from, in my eyes, was a future NAI All-American to, you know, guy was 220 pounds, 40 pounds overweight, was a shell of myself. Um, and, you know, walking back from that and transitioning from player to coach, I think that's my message right there. It's like, hey guys, we can either throw a pity party and, and feel bad for ourselves or, collect ourselves, use our pain as purpose, and move forward. Yeah, so I love absolutely. that. I, I mean, love that. I went through something similar, not to that extent, yeah. I had shoulder surgery my second year um, playing, and so I get it, like I gained a bunch of weight, lost all my confidence, yeah. had to figure out how to play again, and it was different. You gotta learn how to play again in a new way, because you can't do it the same way. So, and transitioning to a coach, it's hard, but it's also like, then, then you can give the opportunities that you weren't able to have and like what you would have done differently, what you wish you had, and yeah. keep growing. And I think if you keep that mindset of, I want to keep getting better, you know, you're in the right space. You should be coaching. If you don't and you're like, how I say those, then absolutely you should not be coaching. I agree. I completely agree. I like, you are from Boulder Creek, but I do like your mindset. I like the way you approach it. We can agree on one thing. I'll take it. Do you have any last things that you'd like to share? Any advice for coaches, parents, athletes, anybody? Um, I think my biggest thing that I would like to share is just that don't take anything for granted. I, I had a very sobering reality wake-up yeah. call that, hey, this ball can stop bouncing, whatever. You know, a lot of my friends either are still playing or they got to choose when they retired. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think just the value of the present moment, the opportunity just to play basketball. Some kids don't have that opportunity. So yeah, really, absolutely. every day you get to, uh, do it with a thankful heart and, and show up and work hard. Absolutely. Thank you so awesome. much. Appreciate you, so you guys. It's awesome. Here. Thank you so much. So, Jordan. Allie. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Allie. Thanks for coming. Thanks <laughs> for having me it. here. <laughs> um, so basically, we're a mental toughness podcast, and we just want to talk about when you are coaching, when you're playing, how do you keep yourself mentally in the game? How do you how do you prepare yourself? Just, you know, the mental side of everything. You know, we all know the physical side, but how do you mentally prepare yourself for games and stuff? Well, it's the same for, prep, uh, for preparing for life, you know? Thrive in chaos. Thrive, thrive in chaos, because nothing, nothing's gonna be smooth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the thing about basketball, about life, about 
football, soccer, hockey, painting, sailing, <laughs> going on vacation, yeah, driving home. Yeah. Things are chaotic. Things will happen, but it all matters about how you respond. So if I'm coaching a game and I have a sore throat, all right, I'm gonna drink some tea before. You know why? That's thriving in chaos. I'm not about to just not coach the game because my throat hurts. Yeah, absolutely. Or what are my breast stings? And I don't have a toothbrush. I'm gonna eat some gum. You thrive in chaos. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't let the chaos create you. Like, see, that was a bad shot. He took that shot because he felt like he couldn't thrive in the situation. All I can do is take this shot. Is that thriving or is that surviving? You're right. You're right. That's a really good way to think about it. That's where mental toughness really comes into play. <laughs> right. How bad do you want to thrive? There's a there's a story about, I think it's some Indian guru, some guy went to go visit him, and he said, how, how can I be successful? How can I want to be successful? And he said, well, put your head underwater, and I'm gonna hold your head underwater, and we're gonna see, see what happens. And the guy struggles, gets back up, and he's like, oh my God, uh, I can breathe again. He's like, oh, how bad did you want to breathe? I wanted nothing more in the world to breathe. He's like, well, when you want nothing more in the world to survive, or to succeed like you want it to breathe then you'll be successful if you want to get through it you will the second that you give up on yourself or don't have a support system that you built around or don't have anybody around it's a support that's where they come in but if you don't even want to get there if you're just out there because someone told you to be out there or you have to be out there then of course you're going to be surviving because right. yeah. you're not going to be doing anything you want you have to want to get past that mental block in the first That's the first step. Because some people get there and they say, you know what? I don't even love this. I'm just out here going through the motions. And you're not even going to get any... There's the wall right there. Yeah. If you don't even want to get past that point, there's no... there's no. You're not going to try. Yeah, right. Sorry if I'm talking a little too much. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. But I mean, and it's also like staying calm throughout it. Like if you panic throughout it, you know, when you're saying, when you get your head shoved underwater, your instinct is to panic. And so I think if you stay calm throughout it and understand that you're gonna be okay, you know, you know there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that's what's gonna keep you going forward. You have to think about what's happening in the future. What do I have to endure now to be able to reach that end point? You see think, what I'm saying? I think the real question that athletes and people that wanna that wanna get past a wall that they're at is really what is the light that you see at the end? And if you don't see a light at the end, what is the light that you can create with what you have? Yeah. What's the, if you don't have the big picture yet, that's fine. Some people are stuck. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. They don't see the big picture. That's fine. Yeah. But in the picture that you do see, what's the best part? Yeah. What's that? What's the one part of this picture that you don't understand that makes the most sense? And then build off of that. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. That was super awesome. Thank you, Jordan. Do you have any kind of advice for coaches, athletes, parents? Any last things that you want to share? Um, <laughs> be nice, but don't be soft. Be firm in your footing and stand on what you say. Absolutely. That's really it. Absolutely. Thank you, Jordan. No Thanks problem. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thank you, Jordan. So, Ant, go ahead and I just want to know a little bit about your coaching style, what you kind of preach to your kids and everything like that. So, my coaching style, my coaching style is, uh, it is, I don't know if it's different, but it definitely has to do with making sure that players are comfortable doing what they want to do on the court. 
um, being good teammates more than anything and making sure that the balls are sticking. The balls are sticking to their hand. The ball is moving around. They're making the right plays. All, out of all the teams I have, I don't have a single player that scores like all of our points. Everybody gets a piece of the pie. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important in basketball because uh, depending on the players you have, they have to know what they like to do. Or not what they like to do, but like, uh, are you a shooter? Do you want to hustle? Their strengths, yeah. yeah. Their strengths, the things they want to do. Do they want to even shoot? Do they want to score? Do they just want to play defense and rebound? Yeah. I mean, and get out and just make a layup. Um, I think the biggest growth comes from kids that are put in situations they, they didn't think they'll be able to win, they'll come out on. Yeah. Like, like oh, I, I can't uh, dribble the ball up the court. I go, why not? You know what I mean? And they're like, oh. Next thing you know, they dribble <laughs> the ball up the court. Yeah, because when I was growing up, I didn't feel like I could dribble the ball up the court. I just really started doing it on my own, and then I got more comfortable doing it. So, making kids trust their skills. Yeah. So, big part of it. Yes. So, I mean, more like that mental side of it, kind of just ensuring like confidence in yep. them. So that's, I mean, we're all about that mental toughness and like making sure that that positive. What other, like what specific mental like points do you just like really preach to your kids? Do you have any that you really preach to your kids or do you practice them as a coach too? Specific mental points? Uh, I don't know if this counts, but holding your composure. Um, in basketball, I don't usually get rattled or nervous because I'm always uh, prepared. So just having that confidence, being like still and calm, like, hey, it's okay. We'll be okay. Just play basketball, have fun, and whatever happens, you know, just just play the game. Yeah. Play the game with your heart, so you don't feel bad about what you do. Just play hard um, and just be prepared. So yeah. you're calm. Yeah. So what do you tell your kids when they? are like down on themselves because they've made the mistakes and they've they're just you know I can't do it coach I'm done you know well, I, shout out to Hupo for this one I didn't say this before <laughs> but uh, just saying next play uh, not even even uh, when I coach even in my life you know what I mean when things get bad you say next play let's keep it pushing um, they say that basketball players have to have an elephant memory or something like that I don't know or something something it's like a five second memory yeah like a five second memory like I didn't even know that happened last possession. I'm it's something new already. So when they're down, so just play basketball, you know, shoot a shot, goes in, it goes in, doesn't it up, that's play. Even in that's how that's how NBA players treat it too. You know, even in a tough post game, they may get mad for a second, but at the end of the day, they're either gonna play another game or not. How do you work on goals with your kids? Do you work, work on, on goals with your kids? Uh yeah, I work on goals. Uh, some of the kids that ask me questions like, what can I do better? I tell them, hey, do you, you're, you're on the court for 20 minutes. Do you have five assists? Do you have five rebounds? You know what I mean? Like, like points, points, I feel like points will come. Uh, the basketball game, it comes to you. Like, you don't have to go get points every time. Sometimes you have to, but most of the time, you just got to play in a nice flow. Yeah. So, like, in terms of goals, like, okay, let's make sure we don't, Let's not let them score for five possessions straight. Five possessions straight, we should score at least once or twice within yeah. five possessions. Yeah. And then out of that, you know, then you get some defensive stops. Next thing you know, hey, we're winning. So I don't care the size of the kid, the heart and the IQ on defense is what is important to me. So. Yeah. Do you have any kind of, like, advice for coaches, parents, athletes, uh, like, in the mental mindset that you'd like to share with everybody? Try to put yourself in that kid's shoes for half a second. Um, when it comes to... Uh, kids playing, it, just because we've done it before, 
even if we haven't done it before, we can't expect them to, you know, know everything. They may know once you ask them the question, but a lot of kids, they're just playing and trying to, you know, be the next. Trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? So yeah. Put yourself in their shoes and really, like, I like to get at their level and look them in the eyes, give them a hug, tell yeah. them I love them, so they know that I'm not out to, out to hurt them, even though I might yell at them at the top of my lungs, it's not because I'm mad at you. I just want to get a point yeah. across Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do the same thing. I say, don't listen to the tone of my voice. Listen to what I'm saying to you. The words that I'm saying to you, that's all that matters. So, well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we appreciate it.